Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Today I want to talk a little bit about the balance between getting your theology perfectly right and serving alongside of others in community. This came to my, my thought when I was doing a podcast for the OWIC author Spotlight. You can have a look in the description there. And those podcasts, when we have them, are, are going out on Wednesday morning. So you can have those. Have a look at those. And what I wanted to talk about here today, though, is working within the community on needs that are important, that need to be met. And this is where the person I interviewed had a connection with, because she says on the one hand, there's differences of theology, and in the Christian community, we can fight back and forth about what is right and what is wrong. We find this in a lot of different areas, not just the, the big ones like Protestantism and Catholicism. And I would personally deny that Catholicism, as it is taught, is leading to saving faith. I do not doubt that there are saved people among it. There's also things like Calvinism versus Arminianism. We have young earth creation and we have, well, whatever you might happen to believe. There's a lot of these little nuances. And the question is, can we work within the constraints of the areas we disagree with, even if we cannot come with a reconcilable opinion on what the theology is and work side by side with people? In other words, can we come together and have a common goal or a common purpose? And this has been a, a good question. And some people will say yes, and some people will say no. And I remember my own experiences working in things like when I lived out west, I lived really close to the Mormon center of the world. And in our little town, we had a soup kitchen. And that soup kitchen was run out of a Catholic church. And we had some Protestant churches doing things. And then we had some Mormon churches involved in the soup kitchen. And so this ruling was passed that people could not evangelize in the soup kitchen. That's a little bit of a silly ruling, but okay, let it be, because how do you reconcile Protestants, Catholics, and Mormons in the middle of this, never mind the little theological divisions that can bring us all together? Now, does this mean that we are ununified? I wager it does not. Because we have to come back to this ultimately reconciling thing, and that is that error in doctrine is indeed a sin. Do we just accept anybody and everybody that says, I am working for Jesus, hands down? Well, there is one scripture where some people were not necessarily following Jesus, and they were doing works in the name of Jesus, and the apostle said, hey, should we stop them? He says, no, we shouldn't. So, on the one hand, you could utilize that verse, and you can go through and say, okay, as long as anybody is doing anything in the name of Jesus, let it be. So that means not only are you Mormons, you're Catholics, but you got guys like, like Joel Osteen, and we have false prophets like uh, Pat Robertson and Copeland. We have all sorts of weird things. Now, where do we reconcile all of this? This is where we have to come back full circle and recognize that, yes, we can work with people that we do not have full reconcil uh, reconciliation with, but I'm, I personally would wager we don't want to have a lot of deep external fellowship as long as we all have to pretend that these differences don't exist, because there are indeed some real issues. Let's take first the false prophets. We are commanded to have nothing to do with false prophets. 
when a guy like Robertson comes down and says, God told me that Trump is going to be president, and now that Trump is not president, he is officially a false prophet. He has spoken a future event in the name of God, and that did not come to pass. If we were living in the Old Testament period, we need to take him outside the city and stone him to death. We are now under the era of grace. He does not get stoned to death, but as Christians, we should not listen to him. In Catholicism, there are several things that you must do in order to be saved. It's not saved by faith alone, as the scripture teaches. There are a lot of little nuances, like if the Pope says something ex cathedra, different from what the Bible says, what the Pope says is authority. Well, that is insane, because if you've looked at the current Pope, he's a lunatic. He has no concept of what this even in the scriptures. He's just making political decisions. And that, unfortunately, this isn't the first time in history. The, the pontiff of Rome has always, always been a highly political office. Do we embrace that? The answer is no, because it's false theology. So how do we reconcile all this? I don't ask the subtle nuances of people I'm serving side by side with. If I go and work in a soup kitchen or go and meet some legit community need, I don't ask necessarily who I'm working with. You could be a total atheist wanting to serve in a soup kitchen. I don't really care. I'm not going to get into the nuances of debate. But when you start asking the actual opinions, let's go ahead and get into it. And this is one of the situations that the Apostle Jude uh, came into, not wow, the Apostle Jude, wow. Now Jude, the brother of Jesus, um, says, and it says, Jude, a bondservant of Christ and the brother of James. This is actually uh, Judas, Jesus' brother, by the way. And so what we he writes down here in verse 3, I was making every effort to write about our common salvation, but I wrote necessary appealing to you to contend earnestly for the faith which was handed down by the saints. So he says, I wanted to write something nicer, but I had to write something else instead. Why? Because certain persons have crept in unnoticed. Those who were long beforehand marked out for this condemnation, ungodly persons who turn the grace of our God into licentiousness and deny our only Lord and Master Jesus Christ. Now, are these people denying Christ? No. They were walking by this massive perversion of grace. And that is one of the errors. A desire to remind you, verse 5, though uh, though you know all things once for all that the Lord saving people out of the land of Egypt subsequently destroyed those who do not believe. And angels who do not keep their dominion abandoned proper abode. He is kept in eternal bonds under the great day. So he goes into all these, and this is a great section on apostasy. But we have... We have um, Jump, skip on down to verse 11. Woe to them, for they have gone the way of Cain, and for pay they have rushed headlong into the era of Balaam and perished in the rebellion of Korah. All Old Testament stories, if you will remember. These are the men who are hidden reefs in your love feasts when they feast with you without fear, caring for themselves, clouds without water, carrying along winds, autumn trees without fruit, doubly dead, uprooted. Wild waves of the sea, casting up their own shame like a foam, wandering stars for whom the black darkness has reserved forever. He's talking in here about people among the assembly, calling themselves saved, that are denying and perverting the faith. It is critically important that we understand the difference, that we do not just accept whole hands anything and everything that comes down our pipeline. That we have to understand and embrace that there's going to be some differences. There's going to be some things that we have to do which are going to be 
going to be harder decisions to take. And there are some times we might decide not to get involved in a good cause because of the associations around it. Now, is that an always thing? No, you will never find somebody that's perfectly aligned because the flip side of this coin is to do good works and to do good deeds. The aforementioned scripture when Jesus says, no, if they're not doing things contrary to us, if they're not speaking against us, let them do what they're going to do. Maybe you can look at another way, as Paul writes, and um, uh, it was either in Romans or in 1 Corinthians, when he talks about, don't judge another man's servant. Let's not run around and judge all of these. But we do understand, we have to realize that there's a lot of darkness in our world that seeks to do good deeds, and light does not have a lot of fellowship with darkness. So do we have a final total answer here? The answer is no. Uh, except this, I'm not going to tell you don't do work side by side with somebody who does not completely align with your beliefs. But at the same token, don't sit there never doing anything in the kingdom of God because you can't find anybody who believes just like you do. This is that conflict. This is that controversy. We understand this is, this is that conflict and controversy. We have to balance walking in sound, good theology in ourselves while doing the good works we are called to do. That is the balance of being a Christian. And that is maybe what a little bit of the unity is. So we don't have any solid answers here, just an exhortation. Get right in theology. And at the same time, you also, though, need to, to sit back and say, okay, I have to actually do work, even if I'm working side by side with people that are not perfect in their theology. By the way, none of us can have perfect theology in the end. So that's kind of the message you want to have. A little bit more rambly than I like to do, but there's no absolute clear answer here. Hopefully that that was conveyed in this message. So thanks for coming along. Have a look at the website, rwalkinchrist.com. We also have the publishing group, owicpub.com. If you are a Christian author looking for a publisher, we would like to talk to you. So head on over to the website there. Reach out to me in any way that you want, and then we will have a conversation. Thanks for coming along, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.